Today's Braze Bits is brought to you by the Arkansas Razorbacks Razorbacks. The Arkansas Razorbacks men's basketball team has advanced to the Sweet 16 in the March Madness tournament, which means the Razorbacks on the Razorbacks team around and around the country are advancing as well. We here at Braze Bits wish them well and are offering 10% off your next purchase at the Arkansas bookstore when you mention Razorback Razorbacks at checkout. We got some Braze Bits. We got some Braze Bits. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for Braze Bits. Mmm, Bits. I think that's illegal. Not illegal. I, I signed off. I talked to Musman, Musburger, Musselman, who's the coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, and he signed off. Yeah. He's the coach? Sure is. Wow, he used to be the coach of the Golden State Warriors back in the day. He was the head coach? Yeah, like Eric Musselman? the, the mid 2000s. I think that that team that beat Dallas, remember Dallas was really good one year and then the Warriors were an 8 seed. Wow, I didn't realize that. Pretty sure he was the coach. It might have been before that, but this is the NBA content that we start with here at Braze Bits. That good tent, that good content. One of my college friends, his a buddy from from his town growing up was like a manager I think it was UNLV when Musselman was coaching there and then has worked his way up. He's now an assistant coach. And as he followed him around, I think he's, he's at his last stop. He's, he's all, he's all about Musselman. You got to see it to UNLV it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. What happens if UNLV stays in UNLV? Unless you're running and going to rebel against Wilson. Running Rebels. Rebel Wilson, Russell Wilson, Owen Wilson. Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. Episode 69, Lance. Let's get Ep- dirty with it. Episode 69. Yeah, let's get dirty. Let's get spin innuendo. Spin me around. Let's, Please. I'll, I'll spin you around. I'll. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. I no guess uh, we're going to keep behind closed doors, like our post-pod criticism. <laughs> yeah, in the locker room. One of the, actually the, the most rebellious things I did as, as a, uh, a middle schooler in Spanish class, we had like a, a Spanish teacher who like wasn't really, I feel like it was his first time ever teaching Spanish and like he was a terrible teacher, but, but like, <laughs> he was we, like, we were, he was like, hola, como estas? <laughs> yeah. But he was like one of those, he was like a bad teacher, but he made, and everyone in the class like wasn't doing well, but it was like, he made it seem like it was our fault. And he had us doing an exercise where we would ask him, uh, a number in Spanish and he would tell us what it was in Spanish. So we were going around the room, people were just throwing numbers at him. And I said, uh, what is 69? And he, and he, and he called my parents, said I was, uh, he left a voicemail. He said, Jesse is being very respectful in class. He obviously meant disrespectful, but he said, and my, my, my parents were like, do you know what 69 is? And I was like, I have no idea. Who, who am I? I've never 69 before. But I just did. wanted to know what it was. I don't. My my parents are Razorbacks. Mom, mom and pop. I have no idea what '69 means. Do you know what it means, Lance? You let me know. I, I know man. that. I know you went to you went to summer camp. I sure did. That's where you learned. I never went, but I, I feel I hear and I feel like that's where you learn stuff like that. A lot of '69 going on in summer camp. <laughs> yeah. A lot of '69. Wow. This is a good start. We had, this is a good Braze Bits day because we had a text exchange before that was unfortunately better than anything that's going to be on the pod. So we're, we're feeling good. We're feeling 
Like we're already been boiling Susan Boyle for, for hours now. I feel like we've been simmering for a long time. Usually our braised banter off the pot is above and beyond what we, we do when the, the lights, the cameras are turned on. If you can only imagine, I mean, our text exchanges are absolute gold. But once we start recording, it seems to just all go out the window. That's because I have stage fright. Same. But yeah, we were, we were riffing. We were Blake Griffin. Yeah. We had a nice yeah. little path, exchange place, a little riff going. Yeah, if you, about the... Oh, it started because you sent me a picture. You had, you had a local bird. You had a bird outside your window. It looked just like one of my best friends. Yeah, there are a lot of wildlife here. And by wildlife, I just mean pigeons on our fire escape. Yeah, and those, that Gowanus wildlife. <laughs> they make a lot of noise, but they're nice. Some of them are pretty large. I feel like there's a McDonald's that's like not terribly far. So I feel like they might be coming from the McDonald's. Stopping Those for birds rest. are eating good in the neighborhood. That, that'd be going to Applebee's. Two, two for 20 apps. Might as well take advantage of it. The, the birds are loving it. Are yeah. your birds chirping early? They're chirping early, but the fire escape is not our bedroom. It's the other side. Oh, you're a lucky duck. Wow, yeah. that's huge. But today also, I was just looking out there, I was making lunch and there was a large, there was like a lot of noise from the fire escape. And I was like, what is that? And then it was just like a squirrel coming up and hanging out. Squirrel coming up. Squirrel coming Trying up. to come in. Trying to come in. What an athlete. These squirrels are absolute <laughs> underrated athletes. Climbing up trees, jumping across things, eating nuts. Absolute savage. Good for the squirrel. I feel like they're squirreling away their athleticism for when it really matters. Yeah, absolutely. Storing nuts in certain places. So when you when you got in trouble, your parents get mad, or did they no. get e trade? They invested. <laughs> they invested in me. Uh, I think it was pretty clear this guy was a bozo. He, he actually got fired like I think a year later. Um. And he, his voice, his, his message, he couldn't even, like, scold me properly. He said I was being very respectful in class. <laughs> I think, to me, that sounds like a situation where you guys could have broken his confidence. His <laughs> confidence guys, definitely broke. Think, I mean, middle schoolers are notorious for ruining people. And but he was, he was a he was bad, bad teacher. He was a, <laughs> and he would double down on, like, no, you guys are bad. And you're making me bad. All right. So this probably isn't the same thing at all. But... I think foreign language, public, public school. Yeah. Public school, foreign language teaching is, is QAB. Absolutely. Or was, his, I mean, his, I previous, his previous job was Staples, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, Los Staples. How do you say Staples in Spanish? Staples. Yeah. But like, they're, they're like, yeah, do you speak Spanish? <laughs> Sign them up. You might as well. Can... The thing is, you didn't really speak English. So he couldn't really, uh, you know, explain it to us. It um, but uh, to, so I found that number one in in the United States, you don't need to learn a, another language. And the whole attitude—I've talked about this before—but the whole attitude is that like it doesn't matter. And and I think definitely in my experience of public school language, and I feel like most people I've ever talked to, it's like a total joke. I had four different German teachers in six years. And one of them, the one that everyone liked, she was this woman from Germany. And we just called her Frau 
that's how you, that's what you say how you say like mrs mm-hmm. like like uh but she had a name but everyone just called her frau and <laughs> she was like really cool but we learned nothing and the class was just it was just a bunch of crazy people it was just like people just going nuts people just saying what is 69 for a year straight that was the whole class sounds like a blast people taking tests by the group i was the smart one so i was the one that everyone like copied off of for the group test that we all took together and then my senior year we had this teacher who had just graduated it was her first job so she hadn't had a i think she had student taught but this was our actual first job and she was a great teacher i learned a lot but everyone is crazy and no one cared and she couldn't control the class because she actually tried to teach and she got fired and it was because she couldn't control the class and I like wrote I think I wrote some sort of note to someone being like this was the only person in my five years of taking this that actually tried to teach wow and like it was just it was just a shame that because she tried she couldn't like it was crazy yeah so I had a couple I had a few good Spanish teachers especially in high school ones that have been around a while. I think that's where I learned. Like I got decent at Spanish, but it's tough. It's tough to be a good teacher, like trying to teach, but also demand, had power of the room, like to kind of control the room. Cause you don't want to be over the top. Cause that's kind of what the, my middle school Spanish teacher was doing. He was just puffing his chest out, being all bravado, but we knew he was a bad teacher. You got to kind of be like, get that, that, that quiet confidence of being like, I know I'm a good teacher. I'm the cool teacher. Like you guys, you guys don't want to learn something. I'm, I'm going to share knowledge with you. You can't like force people to want to learn. It's, it's, it's tough. I don't know. Those also, we tended, we tend to have for whatever reason, ninth period, ninth period, you can't have a class. People are done. That's tough. People check out. Yeah. Checkmate. They check out, but it's self-checkout now. Yeah. And then the no teacher's like, the, teacher, the teacher's like, do you need any help? And you're like, yeah, I scanned, but they keep asking if I want bags and I already said I did. And they're like, why are you so bad at this? And I'm like, I'm not bad at this. Your company just decided to make everything more difficult. Yeah. And who, I mean, especially at CVS, when they ask you how many bags, I'm going to stay zero. I'm taking one bag. Hands up. Unless I'm bringing my own bag. Wow, you're doing that? That is What are you charging? What is that, a nickel for a bag? It's a tax. Your, Hands up. That, that behavior is, is the society's falling apart because of you. I'm taking advantage. I'm cutting every line, cutting every corner. When there is a pothole and you drive over it and you get a flat tire, I, I'm not going to feel bad for you. Use the I'm not driving over the potholes. The, the accumulation of that five cents is fixing that pothole. I'm not driving over any potholes. If there's traffic, I'm, I'm going on the right lane. I'm zooming all the way around. Then I'm going to cut across. Lance... Survival at its fittest, at its finest. Survival of, of the of fittest. This, of <laughs> survival, the, survive the move, the movie. Jeff Probst from the TV show. Yeah, you're probing me too hard. I got. I give. I, this has been a vulnerable opening. Talking about my middle school. Talking about not paying for bags. Holy you, mackerel! You volunteered that information, Tennessee. <laughs> I am a volunteer. Pat, that was that that woman's coach. Pat, Pat Summit. Summit. Pat overall. Pat Summit. All right. RIP to both. Absolutely. Rest in peace to this episode. We're, 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 we're still alive, though. Knock on Kerry Wood. We're, we're brazen, Lance. And I'm not afraid to ask you, do you have any highlights? Oh, do I have some highlights? Actually, I, do. I have, like, some mini highlights. I didn't have, like, a highlight highlight, but I got 
let me let me pull it up because pull I got up, my pull out. Throw in a condom, raw dog me. 69. I got <laughs> my glasses on today. I've been wearing my contacts too many days in a row. I know that and, feeling. And I told myself, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it again. I haven't had but, that feeling in a while. So I'm, I've been a LASIK bitch, but I, I know that feeling of you go many days with contacts, you gotta go through through a glasses day. It's tough in COVID because not having glass, wearing glasses all day kind of forfeits your enjoyment of going outside because you have to wear a mask. I mean, you don't have to, but uh, like when I go outside, I have a mask and wearing a glasses and a mask is, is it's tough. Tough sled. I, I've seen some workarounds though. You pinch the top. I've I know, seen... but it's just, it's just, it's just very inconvenient. It's an inconvenient truth. It's not a gore. And it's Corey. Yeah. Joseph Lieberman and Jewish. Yeah. But I think he, got I think he converted. House. Didn't he convert? Or no, he converted from Democrat to Republican. He did something in terms yeah, of he was, he's inverted. He's a skate park. A vert kickflip. <laughs> half pipe. Bob Rickwist. Yeah. Anyway, it's just terrible going outside wearing a mask with glasses. So I did go outside today, but I was not happy. Gotcha. And then I was mad. I was like, it's outside, no one's spreading the virus, but I'm like, but it's the right thing to do. And I'm having right. that battle, you know? I understand. This is a different subject, but I, I can, it's kind of along the same subject. You're talking glasses. Have you ever thought about, or do you have a pair of subscription sunglasses? Subscription sunglasses. Prescription, not subscription. I'm getting my words all Django Unchained. Tangled. Prescription? Prescription glasses, sunglasses, where you have sunglasses that have the you know, the, the tint, but they got your glasses prescription. And also if you oh. subscribe to them. <laughs> uh, like sunglasses, but that are glasses. Yes. I never- I can see you being that kind of, I can see you being that kind of guy. I don't own a pair of sunglasses. Never been a sunglasses guy, but that, that sounds okay. Wait, One time- You don't own a pair of sunglasses? No. What about on a, a long road trip when you're I just, driving? I put the, uh, the thing down. Young Squinty? You're squinting? Yeah. yeah. Sandlot? Squints? Holy mackerel. This is a, what a revelation. We're learning a lot. You, I probably should, actually. I was driving to, a few weeks ago, and I was like, I really should get a pair of sunglasses. It's, it's, you got to, especially for driving. Yeah. All right, yeah. That was, that's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, but one time I, I did, there was a period of time where I did have... <clears throat> Um, I, you know, my phone's ringing and I only have my phone in my pocket because Phil Jackson's predictions and it's Nick Alex calling me. So he, should I answer the phone? Wow. Guys ask him to respond. Yeah, get him live. Hey, hey, what's up? You're live on, uh, you're live on Bray's Bits right now. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick, how are your balls? My, my phone's kind of broken. But I'm, you're on speaker, but my phone's kind of broken. So this could have ask been him, great. Ask him the last time he's 69. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a, a great experiment, and I'm, I'm sorry my phone doesn't work. But I'll call you back in like two hours. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bud. All right. Sorry. No worries. What were you saying? He's probably, 60, he's probably 69 pretty recently. I can see that guy. He's he's a uh he's a good fitness guy yeah 
He, yeah. Um, what were we saying? Oh, glasses. My mom, like the first time I needed glasses, my mom like got the glasses for me and she got me transition lenses. Ah, I got one of those. I got one of those. Yeah. That's kind of annoying. They're ridiculous. JJ Reddick. Yes. <laughs> Especially when you come inside after being outdoors and they're still transitioning and you're they're, wearing sunglasses inside. They're just nuts. Like a real goofball. Yeah. Yeah. You look like a jazz musician who's off rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Utah. That's, that's, that's strong. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's a nice, it's a good move by your mom being like, oh, Lance will be a cool kid. He's got to be transitioning. I think, yeah, I think he, uh, she, she was like, oh, well, um, this will be useful because now you don't have to have, instead of having two pairs of sunglasses, two pairs of glasses, you could have one. Right. Like I mean, the people, the pot father actually wears transition glasses. He pulls them off. They, they, he's got a nice pair. They work well for him. But, you know, certain situations are tough, especially yeah. when he's coming indoors. After a sunny day, it's like he's, he's shaded. Let door by doors. Wow. All right. We got sidetracked. My highlights, I got a few small highlights. First one, I, over the, recently I started being great at cooking fish, which is something I was never able to do because I had been cooking, I had been cooking fish in a pan, trying to saute different fish. And it's very tough. Either you're going to overcook, overcook it totally. It's going to kind of flake apart. Jeff Flake, or you're going to kind of crisp the outsides and undercook the insides. Then I just simply start like putting it in the, the oven and baking the fish, baking the fish. And it's a game changer. First, I've started with a bunch of white fish like uh, sole. I did what are the like white fish? Tilapia. Tilapia. Cod. cod. Yeah, cod. Yeah, cod and cod uh, sole. And have kind of perfected this like lemon olive oil situation which is great got salmon last week and i never done this with salmon and i've never really been able to cook salmon in a way that i like i decided to do like a soy sauce ginger some honey uh sesame oil and like a bunch of different spices it was the best salmon like i've ever had in my life straight into the oven good oven just kind of washed it monitored it and it was incredible. And I was so happy. I love that. Absolutely love that. Do you miss out on any crispiness when, when you don't get any pan sear? I think, yeah. I mean, I, you can, I guess, right? If you want that crispiness for a salmon, it, I don't think you don't need it. The skin is still crispy. Skin is pretty, very crispy. I got skin in the game. How long is the salmon in the oven for? Took, say like a little over 15 minutes. Ooh. Not that long. Easy bake oven. I'll press any of the recipe. Please. I let I'm it marinate. I'm not a big salmon this. guy, but I feel like I just haven't had, I don't know. I, something about the color of salmon. I'm not a big orange f- color on foods. I'm not a big carrot guy. I was saying if you're having orange salmon, then I don't think you're having salmon because salmon is, is pink. It's pink? Pink. It looks orange to me. It's, it's communist. Yeah, I don't know. I've, whenever I've had like a, I mean, I've tried a piece of it, I've always enjoyed it. But, I've never been the same. I mean, I I think that it's QAB. Like I love lox, but yeah, and I love salmon, raw salmon and sushi. But I've always thought that cooked salmon is good. But 
it doesn't deserve its place in like the fish consumption hierarchy but this yeah. salmon was was great and very nice. i was very proud of it my second highlight is that i actually got my first dosa of the vaccine uh holy in, mackerel lance there you go yeah, yeah. next up in the feed up yeah so i was eligible i don't talk about too much but i have through my day job which i haven't talked about and i'm not going they're cool with me doing comedy just in case i say something qab i feel like it's good to to keep separate um but through them basically i became eligible and i even was like i don't know if i like not that i don't know if i should do it but like you know i'm not i'm not in a at risk whatever but they're basically like no we want everyone to do it and then i also kind of realized that so, so if i lived in a in a vacuum and obviously i don't live in a vacuum i live in a swiffer but if especially if you lived in your neighbor's upstairs vacuum that'd be industrial yeah yeah like I, I if i lived in an industrial vacuum i probably wouldn't get the vaccine just because i feel like i'm not, I'm not a vaccine guy i don't like putting stuff in me unless it's bits and i feel like good for you though for we're still getting it though well yeah, yeah. i think it's glad you, you did not get it i think the reason this is going to end if people like me who are like, ah, well, I wouldn't have taken it otherwise take it. Yeah. So that's the only, that to me, that seems like the only way we're going to get out of this. Shake um, it and take it. Yeah. What are we talking? Are we talking uh, Moderna, Pfizer, J and J? Moderna family. Holy mackerel, Lance. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is classic Braves bits. Lance, I was, I was kind of waiting for you to show your cards. I got my second dose last week as well. You got your second dose. Well, you I got my second dose. You, you got your first dose. I got my second dose. Moderna family. I got it through your job too. I got it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did you have any um, side effects? Did your arm get sore? I was with my, I was a little sore the next day, but that was it. My, after the first do dose, my arm was incredibly sore. I like, could barely lift it for a day and then it eased up. What about Uber? Lift. I couldn't lift it up, but I had a via. But, and then the second dose, I, had, I got the second dose and the day after I had like a day of being really run down and tired and I had a, a mild fever. And then the next day I felt completely fine. Um, yeah. So it was fine, but I, I got it. So I guess that's good. And Kate actually also, she already got her first dose through her job and she'll Huge. get, she'll get her second soon. And then, so by mid April, we'll both be vaxxed. And it won't really, I mean, it won't really change. I guess we'll start, I mean, we're start doing comedy soon anyway. To me, my, I, yeah, I mean, it seems like we're getting out of this. I personally am like, it, it's, I'm not happy or unhappy that I got it. I'm happy that oh my to be, goodness. I'm happy that we seem to be getting out of that this. That is ridiculous. How are you not happy to get vaccine? I'm, I'm, because I'm ecstatic. It changes my entire life. Really? It changes everything. I'm pretty sure I already had it. I'm one of the, I'm one of these terrible people that I'm pretty sure I had it. If I had it, I just want to get it and then get immunity. I'm not, I don't think I'm at huge risk and maybe that's hu hubristic. Is that even a word? Arrogant? Like your body. I, I know my body and I want my body to do the work as opposed to uh, external factors. Right. You don't feel more free once you get your second dose to be more out and about doing indoor shows, going to social events. I know you're a big, large gathering person, going to a concert, going to a sporting event, flying somewhere. When's the last time you flew? I, I mean, I feel liberated. I feel there's 
light at the end of the at the end of the tunnel. There's hope. There's a future. The rapper. Yeah. No, I'm I'm like one of these arrogant people who I'm like I think I had it, and if I didn't have it, then I'm not an at-risk person, and I'll get sick and I'll deal with it. People are getting it again. Yeah, and that's what whatever. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm I got it, and <laughs> and I'm terrible. It's a highlight, but you're not happy about it. I'm not, you're not unhappy. Here. I'm not unhappy about it. I'm very neutral about it because I understand it's a good thing. And it's important for people like me to get vaxxed. And that's, this is the thing, right? You have to value the collective over, there's times where you value the individual over the collective and there's times where you value the collective over the individual. This is almost certainly a time where you value the collective over the individual. That's my, that's been my philosophy this whole time. But this whole time, I'm like, if it was just up to me, I would not change that much about my life. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be going into packed places I would not be uncomfortable eating indoors and doing stuff, you know, but that's not how it works. It's not, I don't live in a vacuum. I live in a, a Swiffer. Interesting. Oh, I'm glad you got the vaccine. I wasn't completely sure. We, we had talked a few episodes ago, a while back, talking about you weren't comfortable yet getting the vaccine, but I'm, I'm glad to move forward. I'm glad we rolled faxed up in the feet up. Yeah. So that's good. And then, uh, Oh, yeah. And then the last thing I just wanted to say was actually this was the day after I got my vax and I was feeling sore. And I wouldn't say under the weather, but I had this uh, Malaysian hot sauce from Mama Lamb's hot sauce, which note is we launched a hot sauce box for Big Apple Box. This is one of the hot sauces that is included. And they gave us a sample. I usually we sell a bunch of different items in Big Apple Boxes, and I haven't had all of them because not all of them give us samples and the key to big apple box or any business is you can't get high on your own supply. So wait, so you have hot sauces that you haven't tried? I want to try. I've, I've had, I've had like the company, but I haven't had, there's one where I haven't like had the actual stuff, you know, but so not everything I've told, like I've, or I've, I've sampled or I've sampled like a little taste, but they gave us a whole jar for free. Gotcha. Which was nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. So this hot sauce is incredible and talking about, I don't know, natural remedies, but like, I just felt so good after I had this like chicken, I like took had leftover chicken and I put it in the chicken with some vegetables and it's more for like cooking. Like you put the hot sauce in, you know, whatever you're cooking and it was just so good, cleared it, everything out. And I felt amazing. Wow. So I feel like as your the hot sauce opened up your palate, but hot really underneath hot sauce. The underneath the hot sauce was the vaccine. You didn't want to admit to yourself that you were excited about the vaccine. So you had some hot sauce. You're like, I'm feeling good. You got a new perspective on life. It was a mixture. It's a combo of the vaccine and the hot sauce. Vaccine Elijah one. I got to open the window because I'm sweating. Guys getting steam bunda. Washington bullets. Guys sweating bullets. Heck, heck of a couple, a bunch of highlights. I got, I got some highlights as well. I got three highlights. I, I, I honestly was a little hesitant about talking about the vaccine because I wasn't sure your stance on it, but I got my second dose. As <laughs> I got the Moderna family, second dose uh, earlier this past week, had a little bit of symptoms the day after, but other than that, very excited. New lease on life. Um, and along the same lines, like another little small highlight, I don't know like why I was doing this, but I was like 
going back into my email, like a deep dive into my email, I found an email I sent to a, uh, you know, Phil Hanley is a comedian. Yeah. He's really funny. Very hilarious. He was, he's a New York based comedian. He's from Canada. Yeah. He was in that, um, YouTube web series that we've talked about modern comedian. It's called modern. I think it's modern comedian. I, yeah. One with Suba Agarwal. We've talked about and, it. I like it. Yeah. I didn't know we talked Great. about it. So. Pretty sure we talked about it. Where was that? You were you're in the kitchen cooking. Sometimes we're just cooking too fast, you know. We don't we don't always remember. Yeah. But I found an email that I sent to him before I started doing comedy, and I just watched that web series, and I the email says like just telling him how funny I think he is, and uh, I said to him, I can never, I myself could never do stand up, but I would love, I want to be involved in comedy somehow, like. Do you ever like want, you ever need writers? And, and, and I, just that line to me uh, that I wrote to him saying, I can never do stand up myself. And now coming full circle, almost what, six, seven years later, now we're on the precipice of getting back in the stand up game, felt inspired, felt motivated. Cause I remember that feeling of just like, I, I was such a shy kid, kept to myself. Didn't really, people didn't think I talked in high school. People like, I, some people like, friends growing up or flabbergasted I do stand up and I can never see myself doing stand up and just the fact you know it, it reminded me of how far I've come in stand comedy I'm, I'm getting emotional in the pot kitchen talking about 69ing let's come full circle someone you know let's go 70 let's go 71 but it just it reminded me and and kind of pumped me up to start going back and getting back into the game because we think we talked about last week the week before of like almost feeling like um, scared or just like intimidated that we're getting standups opening back up and we're, we're got to get back into the hustle and bustle of it. But now I'm kind of, I'm, I'm excited about it. And it reminded yeah, me of like, yeah. Yeah. That's a cool, that's a cool thing. That's really, that's really nice. And I feel like if I like made fun of it, it'd be really mean. So I'm not going to. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. It is, uh, well, yeah, it shows that you can actually do things. And who knows, maybe in like even a few weeks, you'll be on the same show as it. Like, you know, like how I've, I've, done, I've done a couple shows with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We don't talk about that email, but it just, I just remember that feeling before doing stand up. Like, like, how, how I can, can do I do it. this? Yeah, I can never yeah. do this. Yeah. 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 If I told myself, like, before that, and, and like the version of myself before the pandemic started, Told telling myself like what I've done in stand up, it would have blew my mind. Yeah, I, I would have blown myself. I, I don't even need a six to nine. I would have blown myself. Um, yeah, that was a little emotional highlight. And then on Sunday, I went on a uh, a couple of friends and I went to Flushing on like a mini little Flushing food walking tour. Um, I had a few friends who have never been to Flushing. So we decided to like map out a couple of spots and we walked around for like a few hours, nice weather and had some really good food and also some really gross food, had amazing Peking duck buns, had some great soup dumplings, great scallion pancakes. And then we tried throat from a truck. We tried to ask what road throat, tried to ask the guy what animal the throat was from. Couldn't get that. Couldn't. Um, get that out of him but we knew it was throat throat on a stick it was terrible tried some squid chips like these squid 
It was disgusting. I think I've had squid chips before. Yeah, these were just it was, it was it was awful. I mean, it's the same as as calamar. No, but different. No, this was it tasted like fish. Listen, just because you're unfamiliar with it doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> it was a bad baby. I'm gonna cash her outside. It was a, it was a beautiful, nice little day. Yeah, that's great. You go to White Bear. We did go to White Bear. Yeah, it's, that's the best. Place was bomb. Tried a lot of random places. Walked into like random little food courts. Um, they had this thing called salted coffee. That it was I, I didn't get it, but it was I, I was wondering what that was. Salted coffee. So many. You can go back there and try so many things that you've never tried before. It's a great place. Highly recommend doing a day trip to Flushing if you haven't. Yeah, I've been to Flushing a bunch, and I I haven't been since the pandemic. But yeah, that's great. It's bustling. Yeah. You know what you can't get at Flushing? You can't get any pizza. You can get pizza, but maybe just a little harder to find. But I could go for some pizza, personally. I can go for a slice. I can go for a pie. I guess. I don't know if I can go for a pie. I can go for like three slices at the most, but a pie could, it sounds like a lot. Uh, 3.14. I could do I could do a 3.14 of a slice of a pie. I, so we're, late, we're doing our top <laughs> nine things about pizzerias wow plus lens wow top oh, nine things boys. top nine things about pizzerias this is a, this is one that's a, i'm surprised we haven't done it same here we're a bunch of pizza pals this can go a lot of different ways great suggestion by you i'm excited about it. i'm excited about it should we just dip into it let's submerge a baka why not i'll lead off no i won't stand for it <laughs> okay you can lead off Nah, you you eat all. I'm 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 just being serious. All right. So my number nine is the plastic. This isn't exactly a thing about pizzerias, but it's included in the pizzeria experience often. If you're at a a, a real pizza place, the plastic table that they give you when you order a pie. Just the tray. Talking tray. No, I'm talking when you get the box. And you open the box, and there's a little plastic table. Oh! Do you know what that's for? Yeah. It's so that the cheese doesn't get on the top. And so it doesn't, like, like, that's, uh, that, I don't that's know one, the motion that I'm making. That is, that is one reason. I learned on TikTok. This is a huge advantage of TikTok. Another purpose for that little table is when you get a pie, is you're supposed to put that thing on one slice and then pull another so you don't have to touch another slice if you're sharing with, pe- with, with people. That's not it. It, makes yes, it, it is. Up. That's what TikToks are false information. It's just so that it doesn't, no, see, that's, the, that's this, the, it just so the pie doesn't. It was patented by uh, a woman who lives in Dix Hills for that reason. So that's the reason. No, absolutely not. It's got it's multi-purpose. It's a multi-purpose it's not, it's not a reason. The reason, what's, what's the TikTok reason? So you don't you touch put another it on, slice? You know how if you pulling out slices, you got to grab two so you can pull them apart. You put the little table on one slice who's, and you pull. Who's it. ever done that? If you pull out one slice from a fresh pie, it, all the cheese is gonna flop apart. So you got to grab only pull if, across. Only if the people didn't slice the pizza. Plants. I mean, if if you if you got a whole pie. Plants. I'll send you. Well, you don't have TikTok. I'll, I'll show you the video. It's 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 just the truth. It's a great table. I'm not knocking your table. I'm just letting you know it's got more purposes than one. 
it makes if you don't want to touch another I'm just not pizza, explaining I'm not explaining just correctly. don't touch a slice of pizza when you have a pie you're telling me when you have a pie you're <laughs> gonna have grab a pie, to right. grab. yeah when I have a pie I open the pie I look at the table I say that's a, a nice plastic table then I individually take my hand and touch every single slice and then I take the one that I want well, now that I know that you have, you're vaccined up, it's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good one. I did not think about that. I love that little table. It's got a lot of purposes. Yeah. So that's my number nine. I'm not even going to go further because your fake use has ruined it for me. The number <laughs> eight is when you walk in, you see there's kind of the, I don't even know what you would call it. There's the glass and there's all the pizza behind the glass. The menagerie. Yeah, yeah. And you see they got maybe some pepperoni, some mushrooms, some sausage. Maybe you want a barbecue chicken. And you're looking around and you say, is there barbecue chicken? And there's two barbecue chicken left. And you say, that's perfect because I want two barbecue chicken. And it's when you get the last of a specialty slice that you want. Wow. Wow. Great call. Because you feel like if you were... If you got there five minutes later, you wouldn't have the luxury of getting it. You got there at the exact right time. Those slices of pizza were meant for you. That's huge. Who knows when they're making another pie of that? Who knows? Who knows anything these days? That's a great one. 100%. It's all about timing these, in this world. Yeah. That's when I'm right. <laughs> my, Mama Mia. My number seven was is and was when you go there and you know there's the pizza pizzola pizzola the pizza maker pizzaiolo pizzaiolo and the pizzaiolo has an apron not only is there an apron but there's flour all over the apron <laughs> that makes you that's flower power that's flower power and that makes it possible for you to strongly infer that pizza is being made. And Eric Flowers, that's not a bust at all. That, that's a great pick. You yeah. know, pizza is being made with flour on, on the, the apron, 100%. And they're like almost like stopping what they're doing to be like, let me dust up some flour and get you some pizza. Do you, I think we you, all know that the I first mean, thing they do is they throw flour on their apron. Before that, anything is done, the pizzaiola goes in there and just throws. Throw some flour on their stomach. Let them know that they're going to work. So LeBron James. Exactly. 100%. You want to be dirty. You want to show you. It's like when you slide in Little League Baseball. You, your jersey's dirty. You look tough. Yeah. It's a good one. My number seven was that, and that's it for now. Love that. Solid. Solid nine through seven. Very specific. Mine. We'll see how mine size up. Mine number nine is sizing up the slices to see what is the freshest, asking what the freshest thing is, or if there's a fresh pie coming out soon. Love asking, like, you got something fresh coming out? Wait, what's the, trying to look, you don't want a, a slice that's been sitting there all day long. Unless it's like a combo slice, like you said, that's it's something you specifically craving. But I, myself, when I go to a pizzeria, I want the freshest, freshest thing there if the guy got something coming out of the oven right away in a couple of minutes, I'm going for the freshest possible item. Specifically, I usually, I like to get one plain slice, kind of size, size up the place. 
If it's a fresh plain slice, that's all. I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. My number nine, sizing up the slices, see what's fresh. I, yeah, I mean, I can't argue against that. That is basically my choice. That's like how I choose a slice. Or, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of like a, uh, a plain bagel. I apply my plain bagel logic to pizza in the sense that you judge the quality of a pizza place on their cheese slice. Yeah. So okay. if I'm going somewhere the first time, I'll almost always have their cheese slice. But yeah, if I'm trying to mix it up, then that's how I do it. Right. It's interesting. There's some places, like at my school, Zoomass, there's a place called Antonio's that actually Mr. October in the last braised open, you mentioned Antonio's being a classic place in Amherst. Um, and they, they're known for the combination slices and their worst slice is the, the cheese, the plain. Cause I guess they just, people just don't, they're just, people just know not to get a, a plain slice there. It's interesting. That's a, so getting a plain slice there is an Antonio no, no. Exactly. It's, it gets a little Antonio McDicey if you get a plain slice. Yeah. My number eight, Latrell Sprewell. My number eight is the shakers with seasonings. And then scoping out, if you sit down in the back of a pizzeria and another table has the red chili flake shaker, and you got to go over there to ask to borrow it. Or you got to get the garlic powder from another table. Sizing up, scouting out where the shakers are at, making sure you're able to get a couple of shakes here and there. Shake Shack. I love the shakers. I love seeing how they're organized. I love seeing them where they're placed. Sometimes there's a, there's like just a one like top of the garbage can. There's a bunch of shakers, but if it's a good pizzeria, these shakers are going to be scattered. You got to have your head on a swivel, see where they're at. I like going over like, Hey, you guys mind if I just got a couple of shakes with red chili flake, maybe you get an intro going. They go, oh, that the slice looks good. You want to shake something in my mouth. You want 69. I love shaking. I love bacon. It's my number eight the shakers. Shake weight. <laughs> exactly. You're shaking weight if you're going to pizzerias. It's a great one. It's my number five. Spices randomly strewn about the tables. Wow, huge. You never yeah. know. There's You're talking about the organization process. The answer is there is none. They have three things of Parmesan, which is in a different bottle that or jar than the red pepper and the oregano, garlic powder, and... This is the reason why eating it, it's, it's the probably the most redeeming quality of actually eating at a pizzeria. Right. Because you have these spices at home possibly, but there's no chance you're actually putting them on your pizza at home. And when you're at a pizza place, you look at the spices and you see, well, my table only has Parmesan. I never, I, that's impressive that you strike up conversations because I'll, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just, just I, <laughs> I don't strike up conversations. I live with what I, I get. If someone, if, if someone has the red pepper and oh, you're not, not going over, I'm not going out of my, if it, if it's going to be a whole thing then I'm not going out of my way. No, it's not, it doesn't have to be a whole thing. You said I go over, Hey, you guys mind if I shake? I think it's no. Oh my God. I don't do it. You're not going to have red chili. It's not on your table. Well, I'll seek out one that has red pepper, but if it doesn't, then I live with the, I live with it. It's okay. I'll live another day, hopefully, and hopefully the next time I'll have red pepper. Interesting. But it's a luxury. Not, I put every condiment on, except for, same. they give you pepper and salt, which I think is crazy. That is crazy. Very QAB. I'll never put salt and pepper on, but I'll put everything else. Really, I feel like it's really just like oregano, sometimes basil, Parmesan, red pepper. Garlic. And garlic, garlic, garlic powder. Garlic. 
Sorry, Potter. One thing that I can't stand that is super QAB is some pizza places will have garlic powder, but they won't, you just open it up. Like there's no way like to filter filter and you just and get dumps all out. Yep. I've had that done way too many times. I mean, you ruin a slice, you have to start picking it off. It's tough. It's tough sled. It's tough mud. Yeah. You gotta go with it all. You don't gotta ask. You gotta ask. It's, it's like a solitary thing. Like you're you're at a pizza place. You're not trying to talk to people. At least I'm not. It's just fine. Not, you don't have that. You gotta just, it's just a quick yes or no. It's a quick like, hey, can I can I borrow this real quick? I feel like I'm at peace. I'm in style. I don't want anyone interrupting me. I'm not interrupting anyone else. Well, interesting. Very interesting. Let's see if this one makes sense. It made sense when I wrote it down. My number seven favorite thing about a pizzeria is you place your order. You tell the guy what you want or girl what you want. I'll have a plain slice and I'll have a barbecue chicken slice. They throw it in and you walk over to the cashier. Then they ask you, what'd you get? I love them repeating what I got, remembering what I got, telling them, oh, I got a cheese, I got a barbecue chicken. Kind of just showing like, like who are you? They're asking, who are you? What, what, do, you, what do you represent? You know, when I, when I, I represent a cheese slice and a barbecue chicken slice. You want anything else? Maybe I'll get a, a, a soda pop, maybe a couple napkins, maybe a couple knots for the boys in the back. Maybe throw me a cup of marinara if I want to dip some crust in there. Give me but I love just the process of like, there's, and I'm, I'm not like, uh, I don't want them to change it. There's no way that the guy who threw in the pizza could somehow communicate to the cashier. Like you got a, you got a cheese and a barbecue. You got to let them know you got to remain a little bit of honor system. Like this is what I got. If I was a CVS cheapo getting, telling them I got no bags. Maybe I would say I got one cheese slice, walk away with two. I'm not that kind of guy. Oh, yeah. I'm nickel and diamond. I'm not dollar and five of them. I'm paying full price. <laughs> and you can't do that. The they would see that. They would no. see that you got, they would give you one slice if that was the case. <laughs> if you said, I got one slice, or you say, I got two slices, yeah, you we'll pay see. for two. They're not going to say, oh, you said you wanted one slice. Here's two, unless they're giving you a slice for free. In Brooklyn, I'll show you a couple parts of Brooklyn lands where you can get away with a lot of stuff. But if you're, if you're a slip, if you're a sleek, clever guy, you can get away with a lot of things, but not, I, I pay full price at pizzerias. I tell them what I got. I'm an honest man. And that's what I love about it. That's my number seven. So this is a great one. And it's also an I think a strong argument for there's a limit to how good technology is because right. the reason why this exists at pizza places is because a lot of pizza places don't have these square payment processing systems that tell you what you get and your name and all your information and it's right. hooked up and there's no interaction, no banter. This is a beautiful aspect of, I'd say the majority of pizzerias in the New York area. There are a few that aren't like that, but those are pretty bad. Those aren't the real deal. Those are, yeah, they're, they're not pretty bad, but they're just not pizzerias. Right. right. And yeah, there's, there's an element of, of, human interaction that I think is important. And they have to ask you what you got because, I mean, a lot of times it's a different person, but a lot of times it just, they're just slinging pies. They don't have time to keep track. It's up to you. Exactly. To keep track. They're slinging 100%. and you gotta, you gotta give the info. Exactly. I'm dishing it back out. And that's a great, that's a great crystallization of what do I represent? I represent a cheese <laughs> yeah. place and a barbecue chicken. Yeah. They're asking, who are you? I'm letting you know 
who I am, who I am that day. I'm, I'm different day to day. I don't know what kind of mood I'm going to be in certain days. So I don't know what I'm going to get certain days, but they're asking you in that moment, who are you? What, what are you doing? Black Eyed Peas on a pizza. Not bad. Not too shabby. Fergie. My number seven. Fergie delicious. It's delicious. My number six is the random paraphernalia. It's not the right <laughs> word, but random paraphernalia on the wall. Usually this is pictures in New York. This is pictures of celebrities from 1997 to 2006. <laughs> Mostly Italian. Robert De Niro's everywhere. Got Joe Pesci, Al Pacino. I guess even earlier than I guess maybe not. Uh, McConaughey. I feel like I've, Joe's Pizza in Greenwich Village. It has a lot of pictures. And whenever I look, I feel like the most prominent one. I don't know if they've changed this, but the most prominent one is Kevin Spacey. And yeah. they had it up, and I was always like looking. I was like, I wonder if they're going to take this down. They're not taking it down. Maybe they take it down now, but it's still up. Or was I'm not trying to call out Joe's Pizza or not. This is <laughs> this is what it is. Wow, cancel Joe's, cancel Joe's Pizza. No, I love Joe's Pizza. Joe's Pizza is best. I just love the pictures. Leo, DiCaprio's uh, big time. He's in every. He he always goes to the pizza places. I feel like Sarah slam band. Parker. Mm. She, she's there a lot. So those in, in New York, I feel like that's pretty common. The pictures of celebrities at random pizza places. And then in Long Island, I feel like it was like pictures of Italy. <laughs> that was good. This is a great one. This is this is my number three. Pictures on the wall. Yeah, and I hundred percent. I I have the, the celebrities. But then I feel like it, it, like how you said in Long Island they put pictures of Italy. In Jersey, I feel like they had just had pictures of Italian random Italian families on the wall, like it's old <laughs> school Italian families that have no relation to the pizzeria. But it's like there's a big Italian family on having a Sunday meal around a pot of red sauce. It sets the mood. It sets the lets you know what kind of place you're walking into. Sets the vibe. Old school frames. It shows you celebrities have been there, but then also that there's like just family people that come through signing walls, signing you know fixtures. I know at, at Defara Pizza in Brooklyn, they would just had pictures of like random people on the wall, and you love it. It just shows like. We chose to put these people on the wall. We don't really care what you think about it. It's, it's, it's our pizzeria. I went to Defar. The only time I've been there, I went with Zachary Snacker, actually. We went and it was, For a little so, snack. it was so hot. And I guess they don't have air conditioning in there or something that they oh, closed. Really? It was, it was pre-pandemic. It was well before, it was like 2017 or 2018, but they had no indoor dining. You had to eat outside because it's a real small place too. Yeah. You barely sit down and we went and you know it, it's uh it's a schlep we we're coming from somewhere in downtown manhattan and you know we took the train out it's like central brooklyn and yep. it was my i only had it once but it was it was worth the hype absolutely i went with the Potfather only once also we waited like an hour for a couple slices well worth it probably the best slice i ever had insane yeah i, I want to go back dom Dom, Dom Domenico is the pizza maker. Yeah, he's like pretty old now. I think I think he might have stopped or he slowed down. I don't think like he used to make every single one, but now I think he doesn't do it all. Yeah, he was there when we were there. It was, it was pretty awesome to watch him. And then they got shut down because they owed like a lot of money in taxes. Oh yeah, I forgot about and that. then and then De Blasio said, "I'm going to make sure that this place opens." 
And then I said to myself, so you're rewarding someone who doesn't pay their taxes to your city because sure. you like it. And I it's said, I like the pizza, but the mayor shouldn't be saying this. Everyone else should be saying this, but the mayor should be saying, yeah, you shouldn't be encouraging paying your, he basically said, if you have a good enough product, then you don't have to pay taxes, which I don't agree with. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a great slice. It's great. But if you're de Blasio, I just wouldn't say that. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not the best thing if you're married. Yeah. Yeah. To say not to pay taxes. <laughs> or just to be like, ah, it's okay. Yeah. My number five is spices, the spices on the table. My number yeah. four, I'd be surprised if you didn't have this at all. I hear those birds outside. Chirping. Beautiful. Oh, should I close the window or is it a nice background? Whatever the Brazerbacks think. It is, it, I would close it at some point because it'll get annoying at some point. For it. Not for me, for the Brazerback. Thumb down, slam, bam, thank you, man. Wow. My number four, I think you'll have this. It's the existence <clears throat> of other non-pizza items. It's for so, such. I don't yeah, have that. Really? It's a great so, one, though. So garlic knots are obvious. But I'm not really talking about garlic knots. I'm talking about the less obvious. I'm talking not even, I'm not even talking about stromboli. I'm talking a little bit about stromboli. But I'm talking about arancini. I'm, talking, I'm also talking about empanadas. I feel like increasingly, and this is a really interesting, I think, just story of food in general that's fascinating. You, it, Lower East Side is a good example of this. Actually, you have at Katz's Deli, right? All these Jewish, historical Jewish places that like you have the Jewish owner for a second generation. And then maybe the second or third generation, you have like, uh, like Puerto Rican and Dominican butchers, you know, making Jewish meat. And now in a lot of pizza places in New York, I feel like there's a lot of, I guess, Mexican immigrants or Central American immigrants who are in the kitchens and who are also owning these pizza places increasingly. And you'll see empanadas on the side. There's one pizza place that I went to one time and I just got a Jamaican beef patty because why not? I said, this looks like what I want right now. And it was delicious. So can be crazy. you gotta love the, it's, it's a combination. I love it because it's a combination of respect for the tradition of, of like of the pizza place, but then you're throwing in your, your own stuff and it's all the better for it. Phenomenal call. Didn't even think about that. I've never gotten an empanada or a Jamaican beef patty, but after you said that, I can now like picture seeing those kind of things. I never really clocked it until until now. Um, I love a stromboli. Love a, I love a chicken parm hero. Love a knot. Throw a couple of knots in there. Holy mackerel! That, that's it's fantastic. And the the I feel that the best pizzerias they're known for their slices, but like their side items are also strong. Like you know, it's a great place if their their side items are strong. Yeah. I think it's different based on the different places, but and then there's, there's the places that are also that are like pizzeria in the front, Italian American restaurant. Right. In the back. That's almost like a different genre. Right. You don't want them doing too much though. There's certain places that are like, especially the late night drunk pizza places where they're just trying to have a huge yeah. menu and they're not really perfecting one, one yeah. good thing. I feel like that, what I was just talking about, the pizza place in the front to tell that to me, I don't see it that much in the city. I think it. Yeah. It's more out of the city. It's, it's a yeah, that in Jersey. Yeah, but I love it. I'll get an empanada at a pizza place. It also is like the perfect, it like makes sense. It just makes sense to me. I don't know. It's like the perfect food to be a, it's a, it's a, you know, as a garlic knot, yeah. it's perfect food. An empanada is also the perfect food. Sure. It's a great one. Love it. 
That was your quattro? Yes. Your four? Hokadok, my number six, is kind of a more of a broad one. It is the quickness of the goodness into your belly. I feel like a lot of restaurants, a lot, or just, just a lot of things these days, especially if you want good quality food, you got to wait a little while. And I feel pizzerias in our culture is kind of the quickest, quickest process of getting something delicious into your belly from heating it up takes maximum 10 minutes. If it's not the hottest oven, you see a delicious piece of pizza, they heat it up and you're, you're, you're chowing down. Fat, and I'm not, I'm not talking fast food. This is like a pizzerias to me are not fast food. It's a, it's a step much, many steps above fast food. And that's why you love it. It's, the, the convenience, the quickness, but the quality still is still amazing. The fact that you can make a pizza and then reheat it and the quality, sometimes it's even better when it's reheated. The, the crispness gets even more enhanced. You just gotta, I feel like you take for granted how quick and easy it is when you're at a pizzeria. And that's to me, one of the best parts of it. Yeah. I mean, you said it pretty eloquently pizza delivers and not only does it deliver to your house, but it delivers to your mouth. <laughs> exactly. It always delivers, thousand percent. Sometimes no. You were saying the, the the one I was thinking about when I wrote this down is like I, I want my pizza to be heated up. But do you ever when when you're at a busy pizzeria ever like uh, ask the guy? I, I'm not. I'm never gonna ask the guy to take out my my slice. Like I think it's good now, but I I sometimes get peed off if I think they forgot about my slice. If you're standing back there. And it's sitting, it's, it's sitting like for too long, and then it comes out way too hot. There's, I've, I've a lot of people I've, I've noticed recently when they go to pizzerias, they tell the person, don't, don't make it too hot, just, just like heat it up a little bit. So give it, I, give it a little, I, give it a little I, bit. I hate when people say that it's, it's obnoxious. Uh, and then the second part is I'll, I'll table that, I'll, I'll put a plastic pizza table on it, and we'll talk about it a little. Okay. Along the same lines, my number five, Mascuzzi, <coughs> haven't done this since pre-pandemic, hopefully going to be doing more of this during the summertime. It's waiting online late night, having a couple of pops in you, a couple of road sodas, late night drunk online at a pizzeria and meeting other drunk people, talking, chatting up, everyone's in a happy mood. I'm thinking specifically of old times when I was much younger, going to Artichoke Pizza on 14th Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real late at night. They oh, had wow. like no indoor area. It was a long line out the door. And it just seemed like the crowd there, everyone was like a happy drunk. Everyone was pretty drunk, but like not like belligerent. And everyone's, you're talking to people in front of you, you're talking behind you. Have you, have you, had, have you been here before? Have you had the artichoke slice? Just, just those memories. You, you love it. Everyone's excited about getting some pizza late night sobering up get some cheese in your belly yeah i mean it's a it's a good one i yeah that brings me back to college waiting on lines for yeah yeah striking up conversation people are jovial and joyous because they're getting pizza exactly so they're happy and it's like even if their night didn't turn out as planned they're still getting pizza that was like the thing about college i guess and like a little after college is you know people going out and they had their going out shirts yeah and they're hoping to get you know, that lucky number. Open a 69. Yeah, exactly. And oftentimes you wouldn't, but you always had pizza. 
Exactly. If you're not 69, at least you have the number for the pizza place. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's, I can't say it's a top moment for me because it's not. But also, when you're sober, it's terrible. So I lived pretty close to, for the oh, past yeah. few years before we moved, lived pretty close to Williamsburg Pizza on the Lower East Side, which is delicious. But they were open until 5 a.m. I would often get it, maybe coming home late from a comedy show. Or even sometimes after Kate and I would go go out, I don't know. But there's plenty of times where I got it, where the drunk hordes of people would be there, and it was just, it was just awful. Waiting on a line when you're over the age of 25, waiting on one of those lines, even if you're drunk, but generally you're not super drunk. It's, I mean, it's just it's miserable. So that it I just, that. I, I've always every time in one of those situations, I'm just like, I just need to open up some sort of business that caters to drunk people because it is the easiest money in the world. We talk, we've talked about this before. The pizza place that I would go to in college, one time I had it when I was sober and it was like the worst thing I've ever had in my life. But yeah. when you're drunk, it's delicious. All you have to do is you do a business that caters to drunk people. You don't have to do anything except be open from the hours of like 10 to 4 a.m. And that's it. I don't know where I heard it, but I someone said about if a pizza place open late, it's not great. Like if it stays open late, yeah. it's for drunk. If it's, it's for drunk people, it's designed for drunk people. It's not going to be great. That pizza place is closed at like nine, eight or nine. Then it's going to be better chance of it being better and good. I think that's a good rule of thumb. I think this Williamsburg pizza, Williamsburg pizza is delicious. And I think it was an, an exception on, it was cl- it closed at like 10 from like Sunday to Wednesday. And then Thursday it closed at like 1am and then Friday and Saturday it was 5am because there's just yeah. so many yeah, they just they cleaned up. They made so much money. Yeah. Got to got rack in the cash. Johnny yeah. Cash. My number four, talk about combo slices. It's just, it's, it's the options. Going to a pizzeria, especially if you're going to a slice shop, it's the different options. The combinations, specifically that place, specifically that place in Amherst, Antonio's had the most craziest options, different kind of combinations. There was chicken quesadilla pizza, Philly cheesesteak pizza, Hawaiian style, random, a vegetarian. You love, I love the options. Most times in the, I'm in the mood for a classic plain and maybe pepperoni. Sometimes I'll get a little wild. Maybe I'll get a Hawaiian. Maybe I'll get a barbecue chicken. Chicken bacon ranch on a pizza is very delicious. Love an option. Love the combos. Love a pizzeria that you walk into and you can kind of just, yeah, have the lay of the land. You don't have to, there's, there's different you can go in different directions and you can figure out who you are that day and what you what is it what you stand for what you represent <laughs> what you represent yeah i don't know i yeah it's good i don't know i feel like i'm i'm cheese first and then other things second if the place has proven its worth oh yeah but if, it's, if, it's, if i'm going to joe's if i'm going to a classic place i'm always getting one cheese yeah i feel like i less and less the random slices i don't know why but i feel like that's what i've become that's what i what i represent that's that's what you represent you're less random i'm just plain you're more precise antonio precise (laughs) the precise is right (laughs) contender (laughs) david precise the contender wasn't the contender four the contender was like a reality show. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Chicken contender. Yeah. That was your four. Yep. 
My <clears throat> number three, oh, I gotta, I gotta find it. My number three, it's kind of similar to what you were talking about of having to tell people what you got, but it's really, it's getting rushed to take your order. I feel like once you're up, you get, it's, it's showtime. You can't dawdle. If you dawdle, then they, you lose all respect that you, you didn't get have outmoded. already. You get outmoded. I feel like pizza places, you got to earn their respect. You got to earn the pizziola's respect. And there's no quicker way to losing it than to dawdle. You got to, you got to, if, if you're, if there's a wait, you got plenty of time, figure out what you want, make that decision. But once you're up there, you got to know what you want. And especially if it's a crowded place, you got to keep the movement going because it's a very precise, rapid fire. There's a lot going on and you got to keep the, that beach ball popping. And I love just saying two, two cheese. They appreciate it. They're happy. I'm happy because I'm getting my pizza. Then I go to the cash register, two cheese. I give them cash. They're even happier. And that, that's the ball game. It's a beautiful thing. It's magic Johnson in, in real life. thousand percent. You got to be on the ball. Lonzo ball. If, if, if it's crowded, I'm thinking of the place near the garden on eighth Avenue that has really like sweet sauce, the, the pizza place. I forget the name of it. Sweet sauce. It's got a sweet tangy sauce, not sweet Angelo's. Sauce. Sweet sauce? You say that sometimes, you're like sweet sauce. Sweet sauce. It's got absolutely sweet sauce. But the, every time I've been there, even when it's not crowded, Brother they're Jimmy's. overwhelmed. It's Cross and Brothers Jimmy's. Gyro too? No, it's on Saturday. Yes. But they are always overwhelmed, always yelling at you to get your order in. You got to be ready. You got to be prepared. Second you step foot in there, you can stand outside all day and make your decision, but the second you step foot in there, you gotta be ready to sling sling your order and realize who you are, what you represent. Sling box. Nice. My number two, and you were talking about this a little bit. You said when the pizziolo pizziolo leaves it in too long and you get upset. What were, what were you talking about exactly? Yeah, but that's basically it. When it, when it's in there too long and they kind of forget about it, and it's yeah. not like if someone does that, there. if someone does that, I'm never going there again. Because that's the whole. My number two is just someone the, the pizzola or just the system of the pizza place. Because a lot of times, I'm thinking about this pizza. I can't remember the name of it, but it was in the financial district on Broadway, and it was very crowded. Honestly, like why not pizza? But that's not what it was. During lunchtime, super crowded. You had to really give them your order quick. And then there was like seven people figure they had it all worked out, but they'd always be checking and they just got it. I love someone they are checking the pizza. Is it okay? Nah, leave it in a little more. They check it. Oh, I could take it out now, but it wouldn't be the purpose. So I'm going to leave it in a little bit. Okay. Now That's what you want them checking. As long as they're checking on it, I'm fine. I don't like when they throw it in there. And they don't, they go back to it. It's not, if someone does that, it's not a pizza place worth going to. I, yeah. as, as much as your, the position of power at a pizza place is such where you have to earn the respect of the pizziolo, the only way for them to lose it to me is for them not to check it and to leave it too burnt or, it, or it to be cold. Right. And but it, it reminds me when you go, you want you that Italian deli. And you feel like rushed when there's like someone in front of you that's, you don't want to ask questions. You don't want to 
ask if there's people behind you and maybe you want to ask like what do they recommend how do you, how much pancetta should i get you don't want to i feel like sometimes at a pizzeria if, if you think it slices in there too long i'm not gonna be like hey can you take my slice out i don't no, i'm not I gonna say it. it i'm just never gonna go there again right that's kind of that's how i deal with it because you can't you can't tell them delicious. hey can you check it but you right. know you know that they might have forgotten about it yeah quiz yeah. toasty it's too toasty it's just carbon and my number one this is simple but it's you can't beat it just you walk into a pizza place and the smell you're just overwhelmed with that cheesy goodness i automatically if i'm not hungry i automatically get hungry it just feels like great vibes and energy it feels like the pictures of italy on the walls but also feels like a random town in new jersey it's just it's just the best and it's like the chef's kiss where we're in our chef's whites but a smell of a pizza place is the smell of comfort comfort smell of happiness and the smell of dough 300 pounds of I'll smell you. james gandolfini I, I should i need to get whacked i'll smell you later that is a great one i can't believe i i went right over my head my my senses my six senses i'm a ghost i've been i've been dead this whole this whole episode the whole time i didn't even know it what a great number one that's i mean something i take for granted i don't you don't even think about well you do think about it but i just don't appreciate it it's it's a great one should have been on my on my nine i'm a big smell guy a big nose guy it sets the whole vibe for for the entire pizzeria yeah i feel like you got a nose for that stuff but it it is so much a part of the because uh, think about pizza. If it wasn't for the smell, it would still be good, but it wouldn't be remotely close to the the joy that it gives you. And, and the reason I think that kids like children like it so much is because it just smells. You can't you can't beat the smell. Hashim to beat. You can't. It's not. It's it's not a, a grizzly bear. It's it's a delicious piece of dough with sauce and cheese. Grizzly bear. <laughs> I think you. I think Shashin Khabib was on the Grizzlies for. Oh, season. oh, got it. I only met UConn. UConn Air. You're a con man. It's a great one. Um, Okadok. My number three. Pictures, pictures on the wall. We talked about it. Love the pictures on the wall. Love the Italian family. Love a, a meatball pinned to the side of the of the wall. Sets the tone and vibe. Number two. Didn't talk about it. I love a pizzeria that has in the back the booths, the classic pizzeria booths that I feel like are made out of the same material that like you have your middle school desks are made out of. And it's like, I don't even know how to describe it, like plastic, but it's like, it's, it's you know, you're at a classic pizzeria, you sit down. It's just the shakers are there. It's a little, little scratched up, but it's classic, it's comfortable. It's a booth. I love a good booth in the back of a pizzeria. What, what, what can I say? Calvin Pizzeria booth. Nice. That's what I was, I was thinking. I knew a booth. Calvin booth. John Wilkes booth. But yeah, Calvin yeah, booth. It's better. Yeah, that's a great one. I was thinking about that, but not all pizzerias have it. Yeah. I think it's definitely also more of a suburban thing because it's there's just space for it. Scars yeah. on the Lower East Side, it's a you probably heard of it it's like a pretty popular I've heard of it I've, I've always wanted to, to try it never every time i've gone there it's been too crowded you want to tell i'll give you a review pizza's good it's not worth it for the shenanigans 
the one time actually this is this is a great example uh it was the first we it was our when we moved into our last apartment we called them uh to order pizza just a pie and they said uh oh well we got 10 pies we got to make so it's going to be two hours well, I think, yeah. And so it's more of a small batch place. It's more because I think all their things are yeah. very organic and it's all homemade ingredients. But they, they were like, they were like annoyed. Like the whole, the whole, like it's like, it's like people who work there never want to help you. That's it. It's like, it's very, yeah, it's a very snobby place. Never feel like you're cool enough to be in. I never feel like I'm cool enough to be in there. Yeah. They're like, you know, you should be so happy to be in here. Um, right. Yeah, another time it just yeah they, they just like aren't interested in giving you pizza. Gotcha. I think I I don't know that's that might be unfair, but I I feel like I've been there enough times. The pizza's good, but it's not like it's not like Defara. Right. I feel this. I've never had, but it feels but like anyway the kind of place they they've gotten like such top rankings. They've been like ranked on so many like hipster lists. It's they, a cool. It's a very cool place, yeah. and the pizza's good. It's certainly good, and the place is very cool. But they had uh, they have booths in the back, and I think part of it it they, it has a great feel. I think they're actually moving. I think they're they're in the process of expanding to a bigger space because the, the space is also small, and that makes sense. Part of the problem is why. Uh, right. It's like yeah, you got and you gotta like walk through a crowd of skaters to even get there and you're going to fall on the skateboard and roll your ankle. Yeah. And then kick, flip them off a couple of young guns. Yeah. But the, the owner mills his own flour, which I think is like the, the, uh, the big thing. And you talked about, I've read some articles, like he talks about how, you know, basically you got, I mean, you got to respect the quality. Like he talks about like the shortcuts people make with the sauce and the flour and yeah. somehow it's healthier i feel like somehow his pizza is healthier because of ingredients well, used one thing i think i i think he was the one who i read but talking about how people just put sugar and sauce yeah. you know as a shortcut and mm. you know, not doing that and actually yeah. after i read that i remember you know fiori's next to the lantern mm-hmm. actually i think they closed during the pandemic which is sad no but that sucks. yeah but i started eating a little bit healthier i want to say like two years ago and then I had Fiori's the first time in like two months. I used to, well, there's a time where I had it like every day. And then I, like my teeth were so, uh, it felt like I had. Like sensitive to the uh, sugar? Like fun dip or something. Yeah. My teeth were like, so yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then my number one favorite thing about pizzerias, it's watching the pizza maker on the side and making the dough, prep the sauce, making a pie. A little peek behind the, the kitchen. I feel like a lot of pizzerias, you're able to see the right the right out there in the open. You're able to see the pizzaiola making making the goods. The best case was talking about Defara. When I went, we were able to see Dom right there making the pizza. He's old. He, he's an old man, but he is like he's a craftsman. I, I like watch videos about him online. He's like a legend in the pizza game, and being able to see him with his hands making the dough spreading the sauce, putting the pizza into the oven, seeing how they use the, the pizza pan or the pizza spatula to twist the pies, how they work the oven. It's, it's, a, it's an art. It's like a, it's a live event to me. I love that about a pizzeria, to be able to see into the kitchen. I'm getting, I'm getting that, that take was so hot, the fire department's coming to cool me off. Cool you off. It's a great one. 
I didn't have it. I thought about it. Sometimes it disappoints me. Like when I see like someone just taking, I mean, this is, it doesn't like, there's no reason that this shouldn't be the case and it's not to, doesn't necessarily mean that their body's diluted, but you see someone take like out of a gigantic vat of sauce that looks like it was like shipped to the, you know, like when you see sometimes and it's sometimes like, you don't want to oh, see how it's made. Yeah. It, when you see like, oh, this isn't made super fresh for me, which of course it's not. It's like, that's so such a unsustainable model for a pizza right. place. Like if you want that, then you got to go to a fancy restaurant, but it is. So I, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to come clean in honor of this episode. I prepared some pizza dough and it's in the fridge. And right after this episode, I'm going to make pizza. Love and that. I'm so pumped. I thought about filming it, but I, I can't, I got to get someone to film it for me. So I can't, okay. I can't do it. So at least take a picture of the final product. I'll take a picture of the final product. Love that. You're, you, you've become yourself. A, a, I'm, I'm jealous of Kate. She's got a pizza Kate, right in her backyard. Kate can attest to it. I've become good at making pizza. Kate can run our tests and maybe even get a little mouse in the palace, get you suspended for a year. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. I want a 69. Great top nine. Great list of pizza. I, I, I'm, my mouth's watering. I'm jealous you're, you're going to make some homemade pizza later. I'm jealous that I, I'm not jealous because I'm the one that's making it. But Phil Jackson, I think, is jealous that he isn't participating in this episode. I also just looked at my phone. Just to, I, This is why I don't like, like – maybe I'm going to have Phil Jackson send me this in a different way because – I looked at my phone to read Phil Jackson's DM and I have like 10 texts. Oh. And now I'm like, what are these texts? No, oh I think God. I had some missed call. It's like, I don't. You got to take a screenshot of his message and then, then go to your photos. That's a good idea. During, I got to do that instead the, of just uh, reading directly from the DM. I know yeah. that feeling. It's hard. You can't zone in when you have other things popping up. Now I'm like, Oh, well, what are these people? And then that's how they get you to be an addict. Okay. Right. Phil pizza time. I want to start. What an intro, Phil. Seems fitting to chat pizza parties now that they're seeming to be a reality in 2021. Go ahead and mat <laughs> your slice for grease. Toss your parm garlic and pepper flakes on. Fold that bad boy and go to town. Eat it cold. Eat it hot. Maybe even pair it with a vino or a can of sun-kissed orange soda. Oh, a sun-kissed. Gosh dang it, Phil. I didn't even talk about orange soda. Gosh dang it, do I love orange soda, Phil. What is some kiss you on the lips? The point is, pizza allows everyone to live life to the fullest, and good gosh golly, that's what we all need. Golly, Phil, I love you. Without further, without any further ado, here's what our curly-headed comedy artisan is digging <laughs> about his slice shop. I'm losing my hair, Phil. <laughs> Building... <laughs> Building late night rapport with the pizza guys. That, Bang! <laughs> that beautiful response of coming right up after you order your regular. Great one. hundred percent. Love a love the little back and forth with the pizza. Ola. Specialty slices like chicken, bacon, pizza. ranch. Oh my God, Phil. It's like I'm naked and he just knows my body in and out. <laughs> I want a 69, you Phil. <laughs> the parm, garlic, and red pepper shakers on each table. Shake and bake it, Phil. I want you to shake me up and down. I want, I want to sprinkle my body all over your flavors. <laughs> and those napkins, which hardly do a good job unless you grab 19 of them. 
I was thinking about having the napkins on there. I, I just didn't know how to articulate it. I love those pizzeria napkins in the little canisters. It's, it's like one, it's like a little square. It's never enough. You have to grab a thousand of them. Gosh dang it, Phil, you know me. Phil and I talked about the napkins a little bit later because I said this is an amazing observation. And we decided they're, they're really napkin toasters. Thousand percent. Yeah. I took, a, I took a nap on the napkins. Old Italian memorabilia. Huge. This guy's on fire. On fuego. Ordering a pie. Wait. No, <laughs> Phil. You can't come in with ordering a pie. Well, it's not really ordering a pie. It's ordering a, quote, pie, end quote. So, like, just saying the word pie? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to extrapolate on that and say that he loves using the word pie, which I love using the word pie. Saying, like, I'm going to get a pie. Let me, let me get a pie. I think that's what he's saying. He said garlic knots, and then I said, "Bang, Phil!" <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love a knot. Bonus: Boylan's root beer in a bottle, sipping it like a boss. Phrase on. Great call on the liquids. Great call on the bottles, Phil. Hundred percent. I forgot about all the drinks. Phrase on. Phrase on, Phil. We are so delayed. I think we have a solid 15 second delay and I absolutely love it. Nothing better than that. Great. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll move. <laughs> Hokadok. Great top nine. Oh, I, I got Kate. Kate's LPPs. Actually, they actually, they are Kate's LPPPs. Kate's Lance Parker pizzeria predictions. What an episode from Mr. Pizza Parker. Known for eating pizza and recently becoming quite the pizza chef. Some L triple P's. Having different pizza spots for different situations. Go to cheap slice place, a higher tier place you get a pie for a night in, a nicer place where you would sit in the late night pizza place. It's a good one. I was more I had in mind just kind of the classic slice places, but obviously there's, you know, the up, more upscale pizza that's around, I mean, around New York and now it's, it's everywhere. I mean, it's, it's delicious. You can't, you can't beat it. Can't beat it. Absolutely cannot beat it. Number two, getting a whole pie for you and a friend or significant other for a night in watching a movie or sports. I never watched the movie, but yeah, getting, I mean, getting the pot. Great. A Friday night pie watching a movie. You can't beat it. Other items you can only get at a pizza place like garlic knots or a calzone. Bang. Bang. We didn't talk about calzones, but bingo, bango, love zone, time zone. His own. Getting a fresh slice out of the oven as opposed to reheated, which is also good. Yeah. I'll, I'll love it. Getting it fresh. Yeah. Getting it fresh. But if they're telling you it's coming out fresh, come on. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, you, those, what, your number eight or nine, like based on, if something came out, I'll, I'll just get it. Exactly. I'm going for whatever's fresh. And then getting to look at the different options in the glass case. Yeah. It's good. Bingo. Bingo. She nailed it. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Phil. Raise on. Raise on. There's chaos in the in the Astoria streets. Some somebody something's on fire. Someone's getting pulled over. I don't know what's going on, but I think it's because the, they know that there is a problem with the pod, so they're trying to rush and figure it out. Rush Limbaugh, rest in peace. Actually, no, just just rest. Um, <laughs> great. You got any ads? 
no. Subscribe to Brazy. Subscribe Bay. to the Patreon. Yeah, leave a review if you haven't. Every review helps. Um, we'd appreciate it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you pod. Just leave five stars or not, and say we haven't gotten it. We have all five star reviews, so it'd be interesting if someone left a non five star review and just said why. I'd be interested. Or sure. absolutely. Us, I mean, we we criticize each other pretty frequently, but if you criticize us, then that's okay. Uh, or don't if you think we're great, which we are. You don't have to criticize we did, us. We didn't we get one whack review where someone called me a shoulderless lesbian. Well, that was Whack Goldberg. He's a Patreon pretty, subscriber. Pretty pretty whack still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and subscribe to our Patreon. We have off-menu episodes, which we go to, we take e- each other to restaurants. And it, it gets, it's, if you like our kind of wackier aspects of Braze Bitch, you'll love the off-menu. There's a lot of recurring characters. Count Spatula is, is, uh, is on Patreon. He's a Patreon. Busy Phillips has a guest. Busy Phillips. Spot. Busy Phillips, uh, Vanessa, who I think is Patreon only. Yeah, Vanessa from Delray. Yeah, Vanessa. So there's some good stuff. And then we also do a regular bonus episode, which we're actually recording this month uh, on Wednesday. Today's Monday. Yeah. And and we and we do video. So we're in our chef's whites. And really, really the video pod is a great watching experience because it, it's just very funny. Uh us braising with our with our chef's whites on absolutely it the full experience fully yeah. dipped in yeah yeah so subscribe or, or don't but you know help the pod you help the pod the pod will help you bingo 100 percent. yeah we're moving grooves from qabs yeah i got a quab that is very questionable and i think you're going to find it questionable as well the other thing that i saw on tiktok but this one is questionable. The other TikTok thing I talked about, about the pizza uh, thing that holds the slices, that's useful information. This other TikTok, it is not useful. It is a new trend that I saw of people smoking watermelon and making it look like a smoked watermelon ham. Have you seen this? You heard about this? I don't even know where to begin because I don't really understand it, but I don't care. And I also... They, they use a full watermelon and they score it and they brine it and then they smoke it like a ham. And it looks like it's got the grill marks. It's got the color of a ham, but it turns out Lance, it's a watermelon. Is it good? And I've never had it. I don't want to have it. Even just looking at it, it's scarring, not the pizza. Supposedly it's like a mixture of sweet, smoky and salty, but I don't, want my watermelon to be looking like ham i don't want it to taste like ham i want it to be refreshing and cold i feel like they're tarnishing watermelon they're putting a bad name on on a delicious fruit there's a certain line when it comes to to innovation and creativity with me and that has gone too far you don't need to make watermelon into a smoked ham it's good so i think that if it's good then it's it's cool, but if it's terrible, if it's just like a waste of the food, then it's it's awful. It sounds terrible, like everything about it. Want like I want to hate it, but if it's actually good, then not only do I not have a problem with it, but I applaud it. What doesn't need to happen is that it doesn't need to be a TikTok trend. But as a society, we 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 can't do that. So, so you would try? 
I'm yeah, not I even going to try it. I would try it. Yeah, I'm not even a big watermelon guy, but I would try it. Or I would be interested in knowing if people like it. But I would, I would try big, it, yeah. I'm not a big watermelon guy. Watermelon is one of the most refreshing. We've talked about this like seven earth. times. I know. Just uh, the more I, I just, you're not a watermelon guy. It's the most refreshing fruit in the world. Refresh like in the computer screen. I'm 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 on I'm buffering right now. Warren Buffett. Yeah. Yeah, that was a quick QAB. I, I really I, I was scrambling. I had a scrambled eggs. You're right. I had a lot of questionable things going on. So I, I saw that. I was like, that that sucks. Wow. Yeah. I have two. One is not a QAB, but it's like it's not even questionable. It's just like uh outrage. But I'm sure you've seen uh in the news this past week. Uh, and really kind of all the pandemic, there's been a rise of hate crimes against Asians uh, through the coronavirus, obviously kind of got the most media attention last week with the shootings in Atlanta. In New York, specifically, this has been going on since kind of the virus happened and there's been a recent uptick. Um, I lived in basically on the border of Lower East Side in Chinatown, right, you know, before we moved. And you could like, I mean, with the Lower East Side, like, and there's like a lot of these attacks have been in this area. Um, and there's, you know, there's a, a big Asian population and a lot of people are immigrants, uh, a lot of people older. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's just really gross. And like, there are a lot of crazy people out there, like with the pandemic, what I thought is on the lower East side, there's always crazy people, but like, there's enough happening that and like as long as you don't make eye contact you know it's like it's the city there's crazy things happening but now it seems like crazy people are emboldened and then also are like targeting weak and vulnerable people and it's it's just i i mean i don't even know i don't it's just really sad and it doesn't seem like i don't know like it's something that could easily be stopped like so in my new neighborhood which is like it's much nicer in terms of like, I don't like it's, it's nice. It's nicer. Like it's, it's more pleasant. I don't think there's much crime at all. Um, but there's police, there's a police car at the subway station all the time. And then walking around where I was, not that it was like, there's definitely way more dangerous neighborhoods in Manhattan or not in Manhattan in the city. Manhattan generally is pretty safe, but to me, I was like, all right, so if there are these things happening, and it, it's almost like people like the city doesn't care or like, like what's, what's happening here. But then you also have the other side. Of, okay. Well then there's, it's just, it's difficult. Cause I guess there's, if you have over policing, then that could be a problem. Some people so like, what's the solution. But to me, it's like, this is something that should easily be preventable and there's no reason for it to happen. And just really sad. Yeah. I'm on the same page. I listened to a podcast a while back about policing going on during the pandemic and how I think recently in the past year, they've in certain bad areas of the city, they've taken out policing because, and they're trying to re to kind of re maneuver the, the policies. Cause for a while, especially yeah. during like stop and frisk, the policy was you could really stop anybody and it was becoming, um, you know, obviously just, I know, yeah. racist. I think, and, I think, and, this is like, things weren't happening. Yeah, I think a lot of that stuff was, you know, mostly about the black community. And obviously there's huge issues with policing and black and everybody. But 
the like particularly these like attacks against Asian people, like and gen- generally it's older Asian people. So it's like why why is this why is this a thing? Like who are the people? I, I think I my I don't know, but in, in New York at least I feel like it's just people who are there's so many crazy people you know uh, on drugs whatever whatever the issue and then it's like I guess they're they're just attacking you know people who basically have are defenseless uh, yeah. like because generally these attacks are I mean it's I guess it's not always but like against it's like older people. Like it's like Sucks. it's like That's a awful. it's like a woman who's like sixty years old, you know. It's horrible. So, yeah, um, and then I, I mean I don't know. Like I guess there's, yeah. I, I mean I don't know the solution, but just the fact that the sentiment exists, it's like yeah, it's like obviously you have to. All you have to do is like take two seconds and realize, not take two seconds. Like it's it should be apparent to everybody that like a person on the street who happens to be Asian has nothing to do with the, like how the virus, like it's, it's so crazy to even like, like, well, it's not, it's not as crazy when our last president was calling it the China virus. I, well, I know exactly. So that obviously doesn't help, but it's just, oh, it's, it's horrible. Something yeah. I didn't, I, I definitely don't appreciate, but like I, I look at the Astoria Reddit page a lot. And a few days ago, someone posted like, um, saying that they were an Asian woman and that they're asking like at certain times of when is the yeah. train busy? Like she wants, she's trying to schedule when to take the subway because yeah. she wants, she's scared for her life about not going at certain safe times for her commute to work. Something she has to, she has to consider which, commuting to work about not getting attacked, which is, which is, it's horrible. Yeah. Which is crazy because also like just because of a virus, like obviously this sentiment isn't, it's existed, but the virus is obviously really amplified at a thousandfold. And it's just because the virus happened to start in China. China is like there, like there are so many Asian, like Asian Americans and just people, people either immigrants or Asian Americans now second, third generation, who are from many places in Asia, you know, like that have nothing to do with China. I mean, that'd be like you being in China or anywhere else and being attacked you know, for something the French did and you're not French. You just look like you could be French. Like it's, it's just, it's, uh, it, it's very sad. Yeah. It's very sad. And the virus definitely amplified. We should, we should be, I think we should be beyond it as a society and it's sad. We're not. I think it shows that obviously the virus and the pandemic amplified it and maybe made it worse but it's obviously been happening yeah 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 forever and, and for a long time like last year when shane gillis got canceled which i think yeah. not canceled but fired from snl which i think he should have been for he had to think he was saying some kind of asian slurs on his podcast but like those kind of casual things yeah. way way of uh, saying things i think has been happening for a long time yeah and kind of under them hasn't been exposed as other certain things our society has. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And I mean, I think Shane is super funny and what he said was unfortunate. Then it gets into a whole thing of, you know, but yeah, you're right. Like things like that certainly uh, do not help at all. So it's like, I mean, you know, we're, uh, we're comedians, but it is important. 
you know, what you're putting out there. Yeah, man, I talked about Cincinnati a lot during this podcast. Yeah. If people want to clip it up, throw me to the Wolves. Yeah. Josh Wolves. Nice. He's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I have a less serious one. Do you want to hear it? Radio? Serious radio? Serious black. Um, Kate was getting, com- like, she was, uh, she got a compost thing to compost. Compost mold. Say that again? Compost. She got a compost thing to composting? Like a box or like a bin so we could take our food scraps and put it in this compost bin. And then uh, there's the far- this farmer's market by us. We could compost. Nice. Um, and she was like excited because she on the Lower East Side, she wanted to, but it was just like you had to like go to, it was like very far away and impractical. And she was like, I want to compost because it's good for the environment. And she got this thing, super excited for it. We went yesterday to do it. And like this, I don't even know what, if it was an organization that runs it or what, but it was like so unhelpful. Um, Like you could, didn't know, like you just walked up and there was just people like, like with shovels, like pushing garbage down. But like, if you didn't, if you'd never been there, you'd have zero idea what to do. So we just stood there for like two minutes. And then I was like, do you want me to like ask someone to figure out? And then she just did, but like, they were just like unhelpful. And I'm like, and it was like intimidating. And to me, I'm thinking like, do you want people to compost or do you want just to be part of this group that thinks you're better than everyone else? Because one right. of them is helpful. And then one of them is just your social club. And maybe it was just that all there, there was like, if there's only like one or two people who were like tr- basically trying to do all the legwork of what needed to be done, then I get it. But like, there was like six or seven people there. How is one person not explaining like what you need to be doing? It was nuts. They were, they were eating shit. Yeah. They were, they were, they were, they were in the mud. Yeah. They were filled, filled with dirt, show dirt. It was just a bad experience and it's these situations where if you're doing something that is genuinely good, which composting is genuinely good, then why wouldn't you want more people to do it? It's all about who's, who's running the program. I'm not it's saying, I'm not saying that like you need to be like super, like, you know, super, super, like we like deserve the red carpet rolled out, but we were standing there for a while, like looking clearly didn't want to like do the wrong thing because that defeats the whole purpose. And we were standing there for way long enough where someone could have been like, oh, all you have to do is, you know, drop it here. Because it was clear that if you went to the wrong thing, it would be a problem. Right. That's tough. Was it like hippity-dippity people running it? They're all like zooted out, kind of? I don't know. <laughs> they were what? Were they zooted? Were they booted? Were they, were they twisted? Were twisted they yacked sister. up? Twisted sister. I feel like sometimes you know, some, some composting. If these people are no, like, they digging, weren't, they weren't digging like dirt. No, they, they weren't like, uh, they hadn't ingested mushrooms. If that's what you're asking. They seemed like they're, I don't know. I actually don't know. Cause I was just like, so flummoxed by like, like you clearly don't want people to compost, um, right. that it just all rubbed me the wrong way. It's true. Especially when you're doing something good, you want it to be, or doing something like kind of going a little bit out of your way to do something like that. You want it to be made easy. You want it to be laid I'm not out even. Funny. I'm not even saying I need to. I don't need to feel appreciated at all. I just like would you know, know, know what to do. I just want to know. Okay, where do I put this? That's all I wanted, and it was like they it couldn't happen. Huh. 
I feel like your two QABs just suplexed my smoked watermelon ham. Yeah, it really did. I didn't mean to, but just body slammed it. Yeah. That's it. Solid QABs. Yeah. You want to bring in the closer? Yeah, why not? A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Beautiful. That closer. Episode sixty nine in the books. The closer is pretty funny. It slaps. I think it's an absolute banger. <laughs> I don't. I should have done something with like music production. Yeah, the natural raw talent. Never too late. Make some beats. Raw salmon. Or I'll put some beats and with some raw salmon. Sounds gross. Do you got it in the blood? Sometimes if for vegans, I think they do like smoked salmon, but it's like beets. I've seen that. It's like it turns the, the color of the salmon. Wait, you mean Orange. like a beet? Aren't you glad you're a beet? No. Like the, Killer it's tofu. Like, it's like beet bagels and locks but the locks are beets oh beat me beat me (laughs) with the beat in the face solid episode solid 69 i'm fully uh i feel like that was an orgasm yeah yeah it's a good episode (laughs) okay 69 yeah i got it subscribe to the patreon leave us a review tell an enemy tell a friend and braze on the free world, everybody. Yeah. Peace. Peace.